All right, what's good, guys? Welcome back to the Chad Cheddar Podcast. On today's episode, we're going to talk about how to better your home workouts without adding cardio in. So I think this topic, uh, it can be difficult at home to still get that kind of stimulus and sweating going when uh, we're doing workouts without leaning on cardio. And I think a lot of people lean on cardio way too much. So I'm going to give you a bunch of a list of things I have written out on here on, here, uh, on my computer basically things that um, you can use to help increase your strength to work on strength training and building muscle while at home. So there's a bunch of different tactics and ways that we can train in different modalities um, that I think are going to help you. It's going to make your training a lot more fun. It's going to keep you interested in training, and you're still going to be able to see progress um, at home through using some of these. And I'll kind of go through and explain you know, why I'm choosing these uh, over other things and ways that you can work around having limited equipment. So for most of these, you can um, do with limited equipment. These really don't have anything to do um, with uh, good equipment that you need. So, yeah, just kind of want to um, bring these to the forefront because I think just a lot of people, they don't know. They're not in the industry. Um, and I hope that some of these tactics that you guys take. So if you have, uh, if you're driving in your car, obviously um, save this episode and go listen to it at home or listen to it now. Um, and then go back and write down things. But if you have a piece of paper or a computer in front of you, I would highly suggest you guys getting out a list um, so you can kind of keep track of things, take some notes, and then you can kind of go through and create your own workout. Um, but I'll also be um, making another podcast about, you know, how do, how do we schedule our own workout? What should we look for between a warm-up, between main strength, um, and then kind of like finisher and accessory stuff even while at home? So I think that could be beneficial for all of you as well. So uh, first, if you guys haven't yet, you guys need to go watch The Last Dance. This documentary is um, it's eye-opening. It's insane to to listen to you know how people talked about Michael Jordan and how um, you know if you're a basketball fan at all or a sport fan or just a if you are a fan of someone uh, of learning about someone who has been successful like the what they talk about in there is you know his ridiculous drive to to excel at anything that he did um it's just really cool and i would highly suggest it but um you guys know what i'm talking about if you if you watched it last night there was a moment at the end of um the seventh i think it was the seventh episode where he was just like you know that's just how i played and you've you didn't want to play like that don't play like that and uh i don't know it just got me jacked up so um i love basketball i love golf for anyone listening in um i really just i love sports i think the the aspect of sports and driving to excel at something is something um, and the competitive side has always kind of gotten brought out in me. And so, um, yeah, that's nothing to do with training, but uh, I just kind of want to share that. So um, hope you guys are all doing well today, being productive. Uh, if you haven't yet, go back and listen to my um, my podcast from this morning. It's just about 10 minutes long, talking about morning routines and my morning routine and how um it's completely changed my productivity and mental clarity. So uh, if you this is your first time listening to the podcast, I appreciate you listening to the podcast. Uh, if you wouldn't mind subscribing if you guys like it. And yeah, let's have uh, let's have some fun right now. So first, let's get into this. Okay, so the topic again is how to better things that we can do to better our home workouts without using cardio. And the first thing is, you know, what while we're at home, right, we have limited equipment, we have limited load of, you know, things that we can use. Um, typically people are going to have, you know, a set of dumbbells, maybe, 
um, some bands. And so we have to be creative with how we train. You could still stimulate that muscle growth. But the biggest thing that I want people to realize that what a lot of this is going to do is we're trying to get to a certain threshold of a muscle stimulus or training stimulus, right? So in the gym with more load, right, as we lift at higher intensities and exercise at higher intensities, it's going to, you're going to get to that threshold easier and easier, right? For example, if you were to lift a 100-pound um, rock outside, for most of us, it would take a lot of effort. If you were to lift a 10-pound rock, it wouldn't take that much effort, right? So we're trying to increase that effort level, um, and that's very easy to do in the gym. So now that we're at home, we have to look for ways to get to that kind of stimulus. And the way that I like to think about my training over the past you know, three or four years has been I like to make things kind of hard, sort of hard. Like on a scale from like 7 to 10, or I'm sorry, on a scale from like 1 to 10, I'm aiming for like seven or eight. I'm never really getting maybe like once a month, you know, once every two weeks, maybe I'm getting to like that nine and 10 where I'm like, you know, pushing it to a heavy limit. But for the most part, I'm sitting anywhere from like that six to eight range, six to seven range in terms of overall difficulty. And the reason being is I want to continue to be able to train each day. I don't want to burn myself out where I can't train the next day. And then maybe I'm too sore the next day after that and I'm not training again. Um, so I really like to think, hey, I'm making things kind of hard. And I think that's a good way to basis um, to base your your workouts off of because I would rather have my clients be much more consistent than they are going really, really hard within their workouts. So always trying to make them hard. <laughs> one, one way that I always like to consider um, and think about, you know, when, when do you know that, that a workout or an exercise or a set is hard, right? I always kind of go to the point of, especially during when I'm home, I always kind of go to the point of when I say, fuck, like this fucking sucks, right? And I think that's a good judge of, hey, maybe sometimes people that, that comes very quickly, maybe it doesn't. Um, but I always get like to get to that point where like, I don't really feel like doing this anymore. And then I try and do like two or three more reps, push it just a little bit more. And then I kind of know I'm not, I'm not giving up right away, but I'm letting it get hard. And I'm like, Oh fuck, man, this really sucks. Get two extra reps. And I think I got a pretty good set in or a pretty good workout. So, um, I hope that helps as a trainer. If you ask any trainer, they're not going balls to the walls every single time. If they are, and they're telling you to don't work with them because they're full of shit. They're not actually doing that. Um, so yeah, that's kind of how I like to look at all of my workouts, especially at home. Um, but I do it also in the gym, making them decently hard, decently difficult, six to eight in terms of 10 uh, on a scale of one to 10. And we get the fuck out and get back the next day. So, um, all right, let's get into it here. First thing that you guys can do to better these workouts without cardio is adding, especially if you're a beginner, is adding iso holds. So what we call isometric contractions, right? So, you know, staying at the bottom of a push-up, it's basically a, a you're not increasing or decreasing that range of motion of the joint, right? So staying at the bottom of a push-up, a squat hold, a lunge hold, something at the bottom where you're having tension, you have to hold a position for, you know, 20 seconds, 30 seconds, 40 seconds, however long you want to hold that. The, adding these high, ISO holds, number one, um, is going to be decently difficult. You know, it stimulates a lot of musculature. It also is not going to beat up the muscle as much. So when we don't move up and down, when we're not actually what we would call eccentrically contracting and concentrically contracting, so kind of that up and down phase, you're not having as much damage on the muscle. 
So these are really good to be able to do and recover fast, uh, especially for someone who is a beginner. Uh, these are really good for you know, neuromuscular facilitation, um, which is kind of that brain muscle connection, right? <clears throat> so I really like these. I think that if you can start to add these in, you know, even if you do like, say you do a set of lunges, right? And then you go into an ISO hold of um, a split squat or a lunge and you hold it there for like 30 seconds, right? Immediately, this workout gets much more intense. Um, you don't have to, you know, like I said before, without cardio, you don't have to go and, you know, run now. You don't have to um, do any type of jumping jacks. You can stay doing more strength training focused stuff and still get your heart rate up and still get sweating. So ISO holds definitely a good one. Um, you don't need a lot of equipment to do them. You know, if you, even if, if you want to hit your back, right, or hit like a deadlift form of an ISO hold, you can grab like a big towel, you can step on it. Um, if you want to do a row and hit your back, you can, you know, sit down, wrap the towel around your feet and really squeeze hard. Um, and I'm, I'm going to make a, now that I'm thinking about this, I'm going to make a, a YouTube video on all of these so you guys can see them. I think it'd be really beneficial. Um, so yeah, ISO holds, love them. If you, if you've ever done them before, you know what they're about, you know that they suck. Um, but yeah, I definitely add them. So ISO holds number one, uh, sets to failure is number two sets to failure. And I want to preface this with, you don't always have to do sets to failure. I like to do sets to failure, maybe one time per workout, because I think it, um, you're going to get to that kind of relative intensity of exercise where it's going to be pretty fucking hard. You're going to push yourself a little bit. Um, but I do think these are beneficial at home because again of the load, right? So everything that I kind of come back to here is because we don't have enough load, right? We need to work a little bit harder at home. We need to find ways to make ourselves work harder, sets the failures and go on. So I personally like, um, you know, I, I like push-ups to failure, but a lot of people can't do them with good form. Um, I like any type of, you know, shoulder or like small muscle, small, you know, upper body muscle exercise to failure. Um, squats to failure at home are going to be a little tough, but you can obviously do them for an extended period of time and then they get really, really hard, right? Um, what else can we do? I mean, you could do hip thrusts. You could do, you know, frog pumps, glute bridges, single leg glute bridges. I mean, the, the world is uh is really your oyster with what you want to do in terms of exercise you can just do the exercise to to failure or what we would call you know muscular failure which would be you know overall like a complete failure would be you know it's you're completely done so like the muscle would basically completely tear so you don't want to get to that so you know relative failure most failure um you're gonna it's where your muscle won't it won't want to work anymore so that's a really good way. Um, it's going to stimulate a lot of growth just because you're probably not used to pushing yourself that much. Uh, so yeah, I think that's a, that's a good one to go by as well. Next, I have ladders. So what I mean by ladders is um, your rep ranges and sets as you progress. So for example, I did one this morning. Um, Kirsten and I did a, we did a kind of a ladder workout, which we, everything that we did was 12, 10, 8. So we did some push-ups with Bulgarian split squat in a superset. We did 12, 10, 8. And then we did a single arm overhead press with a lateral lunge, 12, 10, 8, right? So as you progress through the workout, obviously the same weights that you're using are going to feel heavier because as we talked about before, that relative intensity of exercise. So as you're getting, you're working harder and moving through sets, 
each set's going to feel a little bit more difficult. That's why we call that relative intensity. So as the intensity is ramping up, we're decreasing the reps uh, and we're trying to continue to move through the the workout. So with that, I, I encourage people, you know, try and limit your rest as much as possible because you are decreasing um, the overall amount of reps that you're going to be doing. So if you can, you know, go 30 seconds between sets, 25 seconds between sets, that's really going to stimulate, you know, a lot of, first it's going to spike the heart rate. Um, it's going to make the workout pretty intense. Uh, but that's, a, that's another one that I like to use to continue to work in strength, um, you know, in, within strength ranges, hypertrophy ranges uh, while at home. You know, if you don't have weights, use things like bands and you could go, you know, 20, 15, 12, or you could go 10, 8, 6 if you have weights. Um, so laddering down, or you could go, you know, 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, however you want to do it. Um, and how, whatever exercise you want to do, you know, you could call them four exercises together. You could call them three. Um, you could just do supersets like I did. Um, it's all up to you and how you want to do it. So um, ladders are definitely, uh, they're probably one of my favorite ways to train. I do a lot of my accessory movements with ladders just because I think that um, with how fast I'm moving, I want to continue to lift heavier weights and I need to start to decrease something somewhere, whether it's give me more rest, whether it's decrease the weight or whether it's decrease um, the amount of reps that I'm doing. That's what I like to do. So next on the list, I have just be creative with equipment. And what I mean by that is, you know, um, you, you can really use, you can use anything. You can use water bottles. You can use a case of water to hold as opposed to, you know, dumbbells. You could um, fill, you know, buckets up with sand. You could use paint cans that you have. Um, I'm just kind of bullshitting ideas here. Fill up a backpack with water bottles or stones that you have outside to add weight. So being creative with your equipment obviously is going to help you increase that load um, and still get good work at home with certain exercises. For a lot of people, especially females, I'll have them grab like bottles of wine for shoulder work. You know, some people like, oh, I've, you know, especially if you have like 12 or 10 pound dumbbells, 10 pound dumbbells are decently heavy for a smaller female to do like a side raise or front raise. So um, I like to have them, you know, hey, let's grab bottles of wine. Let's see, you know, can we build this up to 20 reps? Can we build up to 25 reps? You know, if you can't, you're probably hitting anywhere from like 10 to 15. So using things around your house that are, um, that are useful for a workout is going to help you be able to do other exercises, be able to load other movements that you usually do um, a little bit more properly. Um, and by all means, these things do not have to be all done in the same workout, and I don't think that they should at all, right? Choose which ones that you like, try a few out, um, and do whatever you enjoy most. That's the best thing about all these. These are just like, you know, training kind of protocols and modalities and ideas that you can do um, with your workouts, and some of them you like, some of them you won't. Ditch the ones that you don't, keep the ones you like, okay? <clears throat> Next would be a tempo change. So what do we mean by tempo change? Within exercise, we have we use different tempos, right? Sometimes we go down in three seconds. Sometimes we um, go down in five seconds. Sometimes we just drop in and go very quickly. So I think changing the tempos, specifically slowing the tempo, is going to help increase overall muscle damage. It's going to help increase your strength, uh, especially when we don't have as heavy of weights. Like I was talking a little bit about earlier, when you don't have as heavy of weights, you have to do something. So it's going to increase that overall time under tension, which I'm sure a lot of you have heard about um, for 
some type of, you know, strength training or muscle training or muscle gain, right? You know, so I would suggest for any type of lift that you're doing at home, strength training, whether it's a lunge, whether it's a push-up, whether it's an overhead press, whether it's a row, whether it's a squat, whatever it is, you know, if you're moving up and down and you're doing a kind of full range of motion rep, I would suggest starting with a three-second negative, right? So you're going down in three seconds, you're driving up, you're wasting no time at the bottom of that or whatever it is, you're driving up in one second. You're coming down in three seconds. You're driving up in one second. I think that's a really good tempo for, number one, to learn how to control weights, right? I think people, when they first start learning exercise and learning how to strength train, they're just moving too fast, right? Whether they're not having enough time under tension, they're not realizing they're getting a lot of soreness just because they're they're really herky-jerky with their movements and the muscles stretching very hard under hard load. And I think people should just lighten up the weight a little bit, control it. Um, and really gain strength and build strength through there. So yes, it's it could be boring going slower, right? But it's going to be difficult. Um, and I think it's vital to move forward and progress through a training program. So slowing up that tempo, you know, if you're someone who's already decently experienced, hey, maybe we can quicken the tempo. Maybe you can slow it down even more, right? So changing it up and doing things differently, obviously you're going to be able to see how different you feel if you're doing, you know, a one second negative or a three second negative or a five second negative. Also, if you're doing a one second positive or concentric three or five, right? The, the, the tempo change is going to, it's going to change the way that the set feels and the whole entire workout feels. So play with it. But I can guarantee you, if you're slowing things down, if you're slowing that negative phase down and controlling the weights more, you're not going to need to do as many reps to get that kind of same stimulus, which is going to be beneficial. Okay. Um, next would be shortening rest. You know, if you're someone who you like to run, you like the stimulus of sweating, just shortening rest on everything is going to help, right? So I would say break up body parts in terms of exercises that you're doing, whether if you're doing all upper, you can do front and back. If you're doing a full body workout, you can do top and bottom. So legs and then some type of upper body and shorten the rest between those exercises. So, you know, 15 seconds. 20 seconds, 25 seconds, whatever you can do, as soon as you can catch your breath again, boom, go again. Then after that set, boom, try and go right into the next one and into the next one and into the next one. What you're going to do is you're going to realize that the volume and that quickness is going to accumulate really, really quickly. And you're going to notice you're out of breath, your heart rate's up, you know, that the exercise intensity is up, the muscles are burning a lot more. And I think that's a really good way, you know, it's a form of what we would call high intensity training, right? Not high intensity interval training, it's high intensity training when we're actually lifting hard weights um, and doing some type of strength training. Now, you can get in the nitty gritty of high intensity training, which I'm not going to do, but that form of minimal rest and supersetting back and forth is a form of that. And it's been shown to, you know, help increase, you know, muscle growth and strength at the same time. So um, using that to your advantage, and again, I'm not talking about, you know, going jumping jacks into mountain climbers into some type of other cardio. I'm talking about lifts. I'm talking about like Bulgarian split squats into a dumbbell row, into a push-up, into a Bulgarian split squat, into a dumbbell row, into a push-up, right? Lifts back to back to back, right? Move quicker through sets. Um, another one, <laughs> very similar to to this uh, to kind of change it up, make it a little bit more fun. You know, if you're with someone else, if you have a training partner, a you go, I go set, right? You you spot them, or you know they do whatever they do as many push-ups as possible. Then you go as many push-ups as possible, or you know they do 15 squats, you do 15 squats. They do 30 second hold of abs, 
you do 30 second hold of whatever it is, right? So a you go, I go can be a really way to have good camaraderie. Um, it can be a way that they can encourage you. You can encourage them, especially if, you know, if it's your significant other and you guys like to work out together, I think it's a really good way to do it. Also, it holds you accountable in terms of timing within your workout. Okay. Um, that one I'm going to skip. The next one I'm going to skip. Uh, the next one would be circuit-based training. I think circuit-based training, very similar to that, what I was just talking about in the short and rest. You could form a circuit of anywhere from like four to ten exercises that you enjoy, right? If you say you're doing a full body day and you move around the room doing circuit-based, so set a certain amount of reps that you're doing, and this might be a great place to add in those ladders. Or, hey, set a stopwatch and you're doing 30 seconds at each one. So... You can change it up however you want. You can do a minute at each one. You could do 30 seconds. You could go around the room, you know, three times, four times and go, you know, whatever, 15 reps, 12 reps, 10 reps, eight reps, six reps. You choose it. The world is yours. But I think circuits are a good way to, again, help you shorten that rest, but not get bored with the same exercises back and back and back and forth, right? You're doing like a bunch of exercises around and working back. Sometimes it can keep the energy up just a little bit. Um, all right, now we're getting to the last two here. Hang with me. So last two we have, uh, first is some type of hit burst. So high intensity interval burst. Um, and this can be any exercise. I'm not talking about high intensity interval training. I'm talking about bursts, right? So for example, the difference between high intensity interval training and what I'm talking about is with regular hit training, you would you would work for a certain period of time, then you would rest, right? You'd work for a certain period of time, then you would rest. And you would keep doing this through 30 minutes of exercise, right? What I'm talking about are bursts, say, near the end of your workout, right? Where you're doing maybe push-ups. You're going to get as many push-ups in as you can, boom, in 20 seconds, go, right? Or you're, you set up for a Bulgarian split squat, and you have 15 seconds. You're just going to keep control of your pace, and you're going to go, right? Bursts. So high intensity bursts that you're putting out a lot of effort. I really like, um, I like pushups for it. I like some type of like banded row where you're just rowing the shit out of this band, um, and really contracting the muscles as fast as possible. I like, you know, anything with like rear flies or shoulder work. Uh, I think they're beneficial. I also like a, um, um, like a standard, like a state, a stationary split squat. You know, you have one stance and you're boom, you're just going up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down as fast as you possibly can within good control. And that's going to be very, very difficult. So you want to choose exercises that, um, you can really concentrate on working, right? So they're, they're really, they're, they're one motion up and down. There's not a lot of moving parts. We're not going into like a, a forward lunge, then a backward lunge, then a side lunge, then a press, right? We're not doing that, right? It's straight up one movement back and forth, down and up, and we're just going, right? Um, people will do this for like mountain climbers or, um, you know, running in place, but I want to do it for some type of strength exercise, right? So even things with like bands, things with equipment is going to be <clears throat> helpful because you can just go at a, you know, you can go at a tricep extension on a band, you can go at a bicep curl on a band, something that's going to be very, very hard and effective very quickly. So that's what I would call hit burst. Um, and then the last one is an imam, right? So imam is every minute on the minute. So you could set it up for, um, you know, I personally like to do something like anywhere from like two to five exercises where you're going, you're choosing, you're taking the exercise and you're trying to get exercises in one minute and every single minute on the minute, you, you're either going to 
try and finish that circuit. Or if there are larger movements, you can do, hey, I'm going to do every minute on the minute, I'm going to do each individual exercise, right? So this is going to keep you moving. If you have a timer, this is going to basically make you move through the workout a little bit faster. So for example, if you went like, hey, you did a, you were doing an RDL with the dumbbells, then on the next minute you would do an overhead press, then on the next minute you would do a row, then on the next minute you would do a lunge, right? So you can move through it that way. Or what I sometimes like to do is choose like two to three exercises and try and get them all done in a minute. So I'm choosing like, hey, I'm going to do, um, I'm going to do like eight squats with eight pushups and um, eight rear flies, right? And I'm going to try and get that all in a minute. Boom. Whatever time I have left to rest, I'm going to rest. And I'm going to try and go back in and do it in a minute again, right? Um, so there's multiple ways that you can do it, but that's just a different modality and training modality that you can use. Uh, to, again, make your workouts better, make you sweat more, um, make more strength-based, and still getting you that kind of cardio stimulus without doing actual cardio. So that's all I have for you guys today. I know it's been, what has it been, like 25 minutes or so. I really appreciate you guys being here listening to the Chad Chatter Podcast. I hope that this was beneficial. Um, again, go back through this if you need to. Write down some notes and um, let me know what you guys do, what you guys want to hear. If you, if there's any topics out there that you're like, man, I really have a question for Chad, please let me know. Guys, I'm more than willing. Hit me up on Instagram, Twitter, whatever it may be. Um, you can just find me at Chad Driscoll on Twitter and TikTok. I'm at Chad Driscoll with a underscore. Uh, but, yeah, let's, uh, let's go get stronger, guys. I hope you guys have a fantastic, fantastic Monday. Really appreciate you guys being here. See ya.